Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Cinemondo Podcast, <laughs> Unseen Podcast <laughs> Cinemondo Time. Mark your and, eyebrows. Um, yeah, that's the new name. <laughs> um, and it's about what we do is we talk about movies that we have never seen, which is um, such a limited resource. I have to say, we're having <laughs> finding it harder and harder to come up with movies that we've never seen, which is that we want to see. That we that we <laughs> want to see. We That's haven't the seen. Other that we have thing. no interest yeah. in. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not like just coming up with a movie we haven't seen. It has to be something that we actually want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we picked out we picked out some movies, and who wants to go first? Kathy, why don't you go first? I'll go first. All right, so Midnight Mass just came out, and I loved it. Mike Flanagan did a, a series on Netflix, and it was you know not connected to the Haunting series, but he just did this fantastic series. So I was like, well, I have seen everything Mike Flanagan has done. And then I realized I have not seen everything Mike Flanagan has done. I was missing one. It was called Ouija, Origin of Evil. Oh. It was actually the sequel to the original Ouija. Um <laughs> So I was like, I can't believe, you know, but, you know, it seems like a movie. Why would I want to see Ouija 2? It just doesn't right. seem like, you know, it would be necessary. But when I found out Mike Flanagan wrote, directed, and edited it, well, got to be seen. So that's my movie. That's a good interesting, and you, mm-hmm. you'll, be, uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I know. I'll like oh. it because Mike Flanagan does not make crappy the movies. First one well, do you have horrible. to see Ouija 1 first? No. No, it's okay. a prequel. So you, you yeah, have I to think see. it's the first one's terrible, right? and this is yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's a good one. That'll be fun. Uh, I'll go next. Okay, my uh, I'm doing the classics. I did Gone with the Wind. I did our, our older films. I did The African Queen. This one is a smaller film, but I've always wanted to see. It. It's called Marty. It was from the 1955, starring Ernest Borgnine. So everybody knows from McHale's Navy or you know Ray. other yeah. films. Escape from New York. Willard. He escaped from New York, Willard. Uh, he's a great actor. I've always liked him. And then he plays yeah. this sort of sad sack character. And I also want to see it because it was written by Patty Chayefsky, who was such yes. a great writer who wrote Network and some great TV stuff. So, And I've always liked his work. So this has always been on the list to see. I saw it. I said, hey, Marty, that's going to be next for my unseen film choice. So Marty for me. Great. That's a, that is a classic. I'm going to go with a classic too. Something I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I've never seen because so many of my friends like this movie. I remember this being a big deal when it came out and people talk about it. It's directed by Vim Vendors who did um, Until the End of the World and Wings of Desire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Wings of Desire was a big deal in the 80s. I think they were very stylized kind of 80s style existential kind of movies that were these kind of long pensive um introspectively science fiction-ish in a way um with um until the end of the world but then uh, wings of desire was sort of allegorical these angels help people and come to earth and people can go out of being an angel and become human all and it was kind of metaphorical and it had peter falk in it but um the one that I haven't seen that seems to be on a lot of people's favorites lists is uh, Paris, Texas. And I've always kind of had a little bit of like, not quite sure if I love Vim Vendors or not, you know, he's a so, challenging filmmaker. Yeah. And it's kind of made me sort of like put this one off for some reason, but so mm-hmm. many people love this movie and I re- it's Harry Dean Stanton and I really love Harry Dean Stanton mm-hmm. and I believe is Dennis Hopper in it. 
or am I thinking of a different, I'm thinking of the American friend or something. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't have, I don't know. But um, I don't know very much about Paris, Texas. I assume that it takes place in Paris, Texas. Um, <laughs> it's a long film. That's Nastasia Kinski in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, cool. I've seen I've seen the opening credits, I think. I remember seeing Harry Dean Stanton just sort of walking out into the desert in the opening credits. And, yeah. That's the and, poster too. The poster looks like he's right. out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. So right. that's yeah, my that's film. I don't know anything I really don't know anything about it, honestly. And cool. it's, it's that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yes. What well, what's weird is that it's on so many favorites lists and it's Harry Dean Stanton and right. I should have seen it. Paris, All Texas, right. Marty. Excellent. And Ouija 2, or Ouija okay, Origin. Here we go. So are we ready to get into we're the time machine go. and go forward in time? We're, gonna, we're not going to go back in time. We're going to go forward in time to a time when we have all three seen the movies that we just talked about. That's right. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay, here we go. I'm turning on the time machine. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Um, we went forward in time, not back in time with Huey Lewis. Okay. We went back to the future. I always get some vertigo. Yeah. And now we've, we've all seen these movies that we were just talking about. And, um, sh- and I think Kathy went first last time. So do you want to go first? Wow. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> all, right. all right. So now I'm very proud to say my Michael Flanagan collection is complete. I have seen all Excellent. of his movies now. Congratulations. Oh, is it kind of disappointing to feel that, though? I feel like, oh, now there's nothing. Oh, well, yeah, wait for the next one. He's still alive and he working. He's still making things. <laughs> <laughs> and he's making series now, too, which is cool yeah. because you can't have too much Flanagan. But um, so... Uh, it's it's basically the prequel to the original Ouija, and the original Ouija movie had its problems. So, um, didn't expect such a huge upgrade because I don't think people were really aware that Flanagan was really going to knock it out of the park like this. So he wasn't quite as as well known when he made this. So, right. Um, so it was it's a it's set in nineteen sixty seven, so it has a nice cool vintage feel to it. The sets are amazing, you know, the cars, everything looks great. The styling is great. So just seeing a horror movie like this set in the 65 is very cool. I mean, that alone, it, it becomes something fun. And they yeah. don't have to rely on anything that the previous film was laying out that didn't work. They were able to go back and sort of set it up. Which and you don't nice. have cell phones, which is like, it's like yeah. in no, horror films, that's, that's like the bane of of uh horror is is right. the everybody being connected <laughs> it truly is so um it stars elizabeth reeser and henry thomas um elizabeth reeser is the mom she has she runs like basically a fortune telling uh business out of her house she knows it's fake it's totally set up she has all it's cool because they show all these mechanisms that they use to scare right. and you know convince the people that it's real like you know weird uh magnets on the table and you know little little tricks that you know fortune tellers can use yeah um and so eventually, you know, she she gets intrigued by uh, Ouija boards. So she brings one home to try and it turns out oh, something is really in the house. And it actually they create a portal and they're actually bringing something to the surface. So things get real. <laughs> um, that's so when the daughter, Lulu Wilson, incredible, like so great. Like she's so creepy. Like, let me show you this picture of her. 
like there's this is like one of the coolest like <laughs> oh, God. Um, and it was weird because it's so subtle like it doesn't look subtle here but when it's Dude. happening you see this creepy kid and all of a sudden her mouth she's like wow and it just is keeps that going her real like, face what's happening <laughs> um and you know elizabeth breezer is always great she's in all of the flanagan you see his stable of actors you know henry thomas, henry thomas yeah you know it's, elizabeth it's, breezer it's the flanagan repertory theme. it is yeah. yeah and then the other little tidbit is um let me see where oh well they're always uh, so different so in them too like this yeah. poster uh, my husband designed this poster oh, cool. <laughs> so he actually did the poster for a flanagan film which i'm very wow. very impressed by that's it <laughs> so now they had a bunch of different posters for the teasers like this was one you see it has no credit uh little block at the bottom so you know it's like a teaser movie right um and it's also this is also a, a blumhouse film so it's a blumhouse series and i'm i'm all over blumhouse i love them they're so yeah. fun uh, so yeah i actually really enjoyed it it actually it starts out you think it's just this haunted house story and um it goes a lot deeper you find out you know it's originating in the basement they find that these uh ids hidden in the wall down there and it was a bunch of people had been you know kept prisoner down there it becomes very um very creepy and um like uh eh, what would you call it not like nazism but you know it's obviously they're keeping people prisoner because they're racist horrible people um right. <laughs> whoever's in the house torturing them um, and pulling teeth and doing all that. You know, they're finding like gold fillings, bags of gold fillings. So it takes this whole other level. And just like Flanagan always does, it's like stuff is so emotional. There's always this super sad emotional core to everything he does. So here you have this haunted story and it's all like kind of crazy and people are making weird faces and like weird shit's happening where it's like, oh, I have no mouth. Ah! Um, and yet at the very base of it, it's a super sad, tragic story always and you know the people get involved it's you know their fates are all really sad and the whole the complexity of the fake fortune telling to the real life you know conjuring of spirits i mean it's really really layered stuff so i was actually very pleasantly surprised but also not surprised because it is mike flanagan after all do you and, have to have seen the other one first or no because it's a prequel alone? it stands right. alone it's prequel, so it would be so. you you could watch this one and then if you're intrigued by it you watch the other one yeah, and if you've seen the first one, definitely when you stay through, there's a post-credit ending that uh, links it to the first film. Oh, oh no kidding. Yeah, well, so. I, I saw it, and I thought it was great, too. And really I think good. another positive is Doug Jones, who, who mm -hmm. he's great in this. He always plays you know monsters yep. of some yeah. sort. Exactly. And he's great. I mean, I think his character so is good. It's chilling. I mean, it was mm -hmm. actually scary to me. So Yeah. yeah. So there okay. it is. I'm very good happy one. with my choice. Good, good. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, okay. Who's next? I, I guess I'm second. I think Mark okay. was second. Okay. With so Marty, I, right? Marty. So this is a film from 1955 that was directed by Delbert Mann, who directed lots of films, but this was his first film. And it was written by Patty Chayesky, who mm. is best known for Network and then The Hospital and a lot of, he was like the golden age TV writer in the 50s, along with Rod Serling. Those guys were yeah. sort of neck and neck doing this great sort of golden age of TV drama. Really smart so, stuff. Yeah, and he's and this is a this is a feature film starring Ernest Borgnine and Betsy Blair, who I never saw before. And they're uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine plays this butcher who's 34 years old. He's he's a bachelor, lives with his Italian mom, and just sort of leads a sad life. And he just wants to find a girl. He just wants to. Everybody else is getting married. He's got a lot of siblings. They're all married. He's stuck there. And he just knows he's never, he's ugly. He's fat. He's never going to get anybody. <laughs> he's ugly fat. Well, he basically says that. This is very frank in an interesting sort of way, the way they talk about themselves. Didn't stop and, me. 
Oh, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> stop, stop, stop! <laughs> and, but Fuck he up, does, Ernest! Come on, come on! But he he goes out with his buddies who are just looking for to, to find some dames, you know, at a, at a, at a bar or at a dance hall, and he meets this. Uh, this woman who gets stood up by uh, by her jackass blind date guy who just takes off, you know, calls her a dog and all this kind of stuff. Eek. Yeah, and it's and then they form this friendship, and the movie takes place in like one night or like oh. one day, like a weekend. So it's just about their relationship, how they get to know each other, and the next day whether they decide to keep going. So it's a very simple film. But very knowing and smart, and the writing is great, and the relationship between him and his mother, and his siblings, and this girl played by Betsy Blair, who I never saw before, but she was a big London stage actress who was actually married to Gene Kelly for a while, and uh, they're great, and they're, I was really touched by it. I'm at half, I was watching with my wife, and she looked over me halfway through, and I'm crying for some yeah. reason. <laughs> she goes, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is touching me," you know. So. Because wow. it's just like it's kind yeah. of that we all know that sort of sad person who, and maybe I was it for a while, but just can't find that right person. And this is all about that. This is about that film. So it's just beautifully done. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine won an Academy Award and he deserves it. He's great. Patty Chayesky won for Best Screenplay. So, you know, it got its just desserts. Very small movie. Burt Lancaster produced it. Oh, with his production company. Yeah, with Hecht uh, Lancaster. And yeah. In fact, the trailer for it. In fact, let me show. I don't have the trailer, but here's a shot of the. Uh, this is Ernest Borgnine, Joe Mantel, who you might recognize from some other movies. Yeah. And then um, this is uh, Ern- this is uh, Betsy Blair. Um, so it's just you know it's a black and white film, but it's very sweet and. Um, very, I, I highly recommend it. If you're looking for a small movie from the 50s, well-written, 90 minutes, it's quick and very sweet. A gem. I'm very happy. To wow, see. yeah. I yeah. I feel like I've seen it, but I but the way you're describing it, I'm, it's not, I'm like, wow, maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I should see that one. It's a good one. I always like Ernest Borgnine. He's, he's very sweet in this. He's like a very likable guy, kind of a sad sack, but then he's at the end, it's very uplifting. It's very positive. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good one. So high recommendation along with Ouija two and uh, Marty two totally different films. (laughs) So far so good. Two out of three are really liking Mm -hmm. the movies and I'm going to add a three out of three. I really liked um, Paris, Texas. Nice. Again, I, I said it in the intro, but I, I'm surprised I never saw it. It's like a movie I would have seen. Why didn't I see it? It's weird. But um, it's a it's a road picture, sort of. It's it, it's a rural Americana kind of thing made by a German filmmaker who came to America because he wished to make a film about America, you know, and and he he there there is a, a kind of a slightly um detached from america vibe to it in a way like a it has a feeling of i mean the vistas and the views and the and what we see the locations are real i mean he really shot it in texas and los angeles and and uh, houston you know like houston texas um interestingly they never shoot in paris texas there's no scenes in paris texas the only scene in paris texas 
The only shot of Paris, Texas is in the photograph that Harry Dean Stanton has of a vacant lot that he bought. Mm. <laughs> and right. and right, I think right, right. maybe some flashbacks or some Super 8 films that may have been shot in Paris, Texas. But it's not a part of the film, really. It's a concept in the film that's brought out in a in a memory that Harry Dean Stanton's character has. But it's a it's a it's a family story. It's kind of a sm- small-ish story, slow-moving, uh, pensive, introspective, <laughs> thoughtful, all those things I said before. It is, but it's beautiful to look at. The uh, cinematographer, Robbie Muller, who uh, unfortunately we just lost in uh, 2018, he had worked with Vim Vendors and Jim Jarmusch, Lars von Trier, Peter Bogdanovich, Barbet Schroeder, lots mm. of people. and And this... Amazingly beautiful cinematography, daytime, nighttime. I mean, incredible nighttime photography, which back then wasn't quite as easy as it is now. And a lot of uh, really modern-looking cinematography, really, to me, looks like a film that could have been made yesterday as far as how beautifully shot it is. Not that old films aren't beautifully shot, but this one has a, a very sort of modern look to it with with the the framing and the composition and things like that it's it's um you can tell you know I, I never saw it until now but when it came out in 1984 it was probably groundbreaking in a lot of ways I mean I can kind of put myself back then and think I would have been probably blown away by the cinematography yeah in right. 1984 if I'd seen this back then but now I'm still blown away by it but um, it's basically Harry Dean Stanton is a guy who's gone through some kind of trauma and his brother tries to take care of him and he's got a little boy and he's been missing for four years. They think he's been dead and he's got a wife who lives in Texas somewhere that they can't find, but she's been depositing money for the little boy and he kind of uses some detective work to track her down. It's a road a road picture where they kind of reunite and they have a moment where they get to sort of discuss their reasons for why they were such jackasses back four years ago or whatever. And yeah. it's a there's a scene at the end that's really long, but it's a it's one of those here's the meat of some acting yeah. that we're yeah. gonna let these actors alone in a room and they get to act in a in this sort of heartbreaking dialogue kind of thing. And it's it's nicely done, but it's a little bit overwrought. Um, <laughs> a little bit, you know, but I, I liked it. Um, it's got Nastasia Kinski in it, who is just very, very mysterious and Always. And, <laughs> and cute. And, and here's what she looked like in the film. Oh, that's great. She's yeah. um and look at that cinematography. I mean that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. could have been shot the yesterday. Colors are amazing, right? And here's yeah. Harry Dean Stanton, who is not wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> it's just a red hat. Way before. Well, and Harry Dean Stanton, like Mark said earlier, couldn't be less MAGA. So, <laughs> but those shots, those kind of that kind of cinematography, and it's beautiful to look at. But it's it you know not. Not a whole lot happens, which is not a. I'm not criticizing it for that. But how many go- car chases? It's just a character yeah. study mostly. Right? It's a character study, yeah. and it's. Yeah. A I remember. I haven't seen it in a long study. time, but I remember that, like, just lots of character and discussion, and you know, these big open spaces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's got saw, Dean Stockwell, I, who I, I said it earlier when we, in the intro. I said, does that have Dennis Hopper? And I was thinking of Dean oh, Stockwell. I think. Because they're both in Blue Velvet. Yeah. That's the connection. That scene. Well, they were oh. the young wild kids, you know, the wild guys when they were young yeah. in the movies. Right. And uh, it also has a kid in it. Um, his his little boy, uh, Harry Dean Stanton and uh, Nastasia Kinski ha- had a son. Their ca- their characters had a son. No. <laughs> and the little boy's name is Hunter, and he's played by an actor named Hunter Carls- Carson, hmm. who is... Um, Why is that familiar? Uh, Hunter hmm. Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, Hunter Carson. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a... <laughs> He's a he's a good guy, and uh, the kid is great in it. It's a really interesting kid performance. Um, he's he's um, really underplayed. He's not like one of those. Hi, I'm a kid. You know, one of those kind of kids. He's he's like a little a little adult in some ways, and uh, some of the some of the dialogue that he had was really just so totally natural. You get the feeling like maybe it was improvised or, yeah. Okay. And apparently, I it felt like when I was watching it that a lot of the film was sort of made up as they went along, sort of on the fly because it kind of meanders a bit. Like that, I, I think that's that was, that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. saw that years ago, and I remember. I think I think I've yeah. read well. He kind of like it's ad libbing. I think Vin Vendors did that kind of stuff. Yeah, and whether it worked or not, you know. Got into the film based on that, so I guess some of yeah. that stuff did make it in. Very cool. So yeah, yeah, that's cool but movie. it gives it that feeling of kind of dreaminess. You know, there's some films that have kind of a dreamy feeling, where you're just sort of floating between situations, mm-hmm. and you go from here to there, and they're driving on this long, dusty freeway highway, and uh, they're talking about things that don't pertain to, the, you know, they're not pertaining to the story at hand. They're just sort of offhand observations or. Yeah. This is um, not the three act screenplay writing, you know, page 23, <laughs> right. this has to happen. At page right. 52, this has to happen. That kind of thing. Yeah. But That's there's, right. but there's these great little moments that like um, there, the little boy wants to get walkie talkies cause they're going on the road and he thinks, Oh, it'd be cool to have walkie talkies. And the, you know, the dad is like, you know, whatever. And so there's a scene later where they actually use the walkie talkies for something. <laughs> and the kid is like, see, they're not toys. <laughs> and it was, it's, it's got a lot of cute stuff in it and a lot of really f- interesting things. I think I would like to see it again. And uh, now knowing that nobody gets shot or dies <laughs> or there's no car chases or bank robberies yeah. or anything like that. It, it ends on sort of an uplifting note. It's it's well, a bit depressing. Yeah. It starts off a bit depressing. People with mental problems and trauma in their lives and people who have kind of done stupid things that ruined a beautiful relationship and bad choices and betrayals and things where you, you know, how do you reconcile with someone that you walked away from four years ago mm-hmm. and left, just left them, you know? And things like that. It's an interesting oh. film. I really, I really liked it. Yeah. So we have three that we liked. Yeah, it was a good. Was a right. something, something from the fifties, something from the eighties, and something from maybe I don't know five or six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I know seriously, that's Excellent. great. It's like different stuff. So we'll do three more. Here we go. I know yeah. my next one. All right. See you All next right. time. Cinemondo unseen, but the last <laughs> part of it is sort of like Cinemondo scene. 
Yeah, that's right? true. We're now seen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we never put our bug up there. There it is. All right. Just <laughs> in, in case you're wondering. Ending. And be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to hear your comments. Yes. You want me to do the thing? No. Okay. I won't do it. I'm going to make a new one that you guys like. <laughs> it's I want to make one that doesn't scare everybody. <laughs> well, it's how... It has to have like angel voices and it says, <laughs> please like, subscribe, and comment. Have it just kind of that'll be, <laughs> that'll be scarier, believe me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So send us any suggestions you guys have of movies you haven't seen that maybe we haven't seen and then we can all talk about it. See if you can think of a movie that we haven't seen. I dare you. <laughs> you win a prize. I think a, a very large cash prize at this point. Yeah. No. No? No. Disclaimer, did we, no. Did we discontinued that? Okay. Just stickers. Stickers. Sorry, folks. <laughs> stickers. Very large, very large stickers. We already gave away the cash prize to ourselves. <laughs> Mark embezzled it. Yes. Because his All band, right. he's like supporting his band with our prize I got, money. I got that vacation place in Cabo. We know it's for <laughs> Sorry. <baby. laughs> All right. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Take care. Thanks, Thanks everybody. for watching. Bye-bye. Yep.